friends, welcome. I'm Andrew Hicks, and you're listening to the Text and Context Podcast. Seems like I bring more and more things up here with me every week now. Thank you, Daryl, for leading us so far in worship. Thanks for everybody who's read. Rebecca, so glad that, that you and your mom are, are a part of us in here. Love having you. Uh, thank you, everyone else. Thank you. Um, this is, uh, we're still in our pilgrimage playlist. We are still working our way through the songs of ascents, making our way to greater and greater heights to God. I'm so glad we were able to sing Psalm 121 because we've already, we've already been there, done that. We're, we've done that tune. Um, and so now we're ready to, to keep moving forward. I hope you enjoyed our guest speaker last week, Samuel Ben Ezra. Yes, the pilgrim who told of his experiences uh, as a pilgrim to Jerusalem each and every week. Yes, I was very glad that he was able to make it. Uh, this week we're up to Psalm 123. That's the one we're going to be on. This song is... So last week, if they were at the festival in Psalm 122, then in Psalm 123, it's whenever the conference or the lectureship is over and you have to go back to work on Monday. This is whenever you are returning from summer camp and now you have to go back to your friends that you're normally with that are maybe not as uplifting and encouraging as your friends from summer camp. Are you with me? This, this is the song for that time. You're, you're coming back. If God is our insurance and assurance on the faith journey, this is the first insurance claim is what this song is. So let's go ahead and hit play on track number four. This is from Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy on us. Have mercy on us, O Lord, have mercy on us. For we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than its fill of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. Can you hear the exhaustion in that song? Do you hear it? It's very short. It's one of the shortest ones in the collection. And I feel like the psalmist here is just exhausted. Have mercy, O Lord. And I feel like there should be a deep sigh there. Have mercy on us, O Lord. So here he lifts up his eyes, but this time not to the hills, but beyond the hills, to the one in the heavens who is seated there and enthroned in the heavens. And who sits on thrones? A king. He is lifting his eyes to King Yahweh, the king of Israel, Israel's God, Yahweh. And as he lifts his eyes to King Yahweh, he's lifting his eyes in a manner similar to how uh, servants look to the hand of their master. And really, there, there's something more going on here than what might meet the eye. That first one there at the beginning of verse 2, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, um, it's, it's gender inclusive. So the first one is uh, slave boys, I would say. And then the second one, the eyes of a maid to her mistress, I would say slave girls. And then they're looking to the hand of his master or Lord. And then they're looking to the hand of their lady. And so it's, it's, it's for everybody. The, the male servants and the female servants, the male masters and the female masters. It's also interesting because Yahweh is portrayed as both Lord and lady because our God is not male or female. And so both are appropriate descriptors of him. But in the same way, our eyes look to the Lord, our God. But notice this is a servant. Eh, this isn't a butler. This isn't, um, this isn't a waiter or a waitress or a maid. This is a slave. 
Now, it's not exactly the same to compare slaves from the ancient world to slaves like we think of, especially like in uh, like the, the pre-Civil War era. It's, it's not exactly the same. It's not exactly different either, though. But notice this. Yahweh is a gracious master because they're looking to his hand in trust. They're looking to the hand of Yahweh because they know that he will provide and he will give them what they need. And so they look to him because he's a good master and they're well taken care of as servants. And that is also a possibility here as a slave servant. That's why sometimes it's slave, sometimes it's servant, sometimes it's somewhere in between, but you get the idea. He's a gracious and good master. And then also they're looking for mercy from the hand of God. It's interesting. I think sometimes we assume mercy is always like, I forgive you for what you have done wrong to me. But that doesn't really seem to be the sense here, right? It doesn't seem like the psalmist has done anything wrong, like these servants are thought to have done anything wrong, but they're looking to the hand of their master for mercy because mercy, it's more like a graciousness, a compassion to to show mercy to someone. And so that's that's more what he's looking for here. Be gracious to us, O God. Be gracious to us. We're so exhausted. We've had more than enough of our fill, of our contempt. And, and, and so it's, it's more a graciousness in this sense of mercy. And notice they, they look to uh, Yahweh for mercy because they have had more than enough. Literally more than their fill. This is the language for when you eat too much. And then you're like, I am so stuffed. I couldn't eat another bite or I'm going to explode. It's that kind of language. They have had contempt shoved down their throats and now they're having a tummy ache of spiritual proportions. They are, uh, they've had enough. They are full to the brim and they're desperate for Yahweh's help and intervention. Really what this whole Psalm is about is this. Uh, if you'll hit the next button for me. His mercy matches our messes. His mercy is always sufficient to mass our, match our messes. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. His mercy matches our messes. Notice it's really broad. It's really general what's going on here. Scorn and contempt. That could be basically anything. That's not very specific. We don't know what situation is going on here. Scorn, contempt. It could be anything that they've gotten themselves into. But really, that's what they're asking for is just God to match their mess. And at risk of sounding like a bounty commercial, his mercy is always enough to absorb our messes. It's always sufficient to match our messes. Now I say match here. I don't mean match like like a dating app. I mean match like those old Kung Fu movies. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know the ones where their mouths didn't always match the English dub? You know what I'm talking about? And so they'd be like, aha, I see I have met my match. You know what I'm talking about? It's like that. Every time they meet their opponent that's like worthy to fight them, they say, aha, I see I have met my match. Because they found someone who's actually a worthy opponent. Something that matches their skill level in their fight. Church, Yahweh's mercy is always a match to our messes. No matter where those messes come from, his mercy always matches our messes. And no matter what kind of mess we get ourselves in. So some of you may be more like me. And the messes you find yourself in are ones that you yourself have created. Because I am an idealistic, energetic, ambitious, borderline workaholic who tends to take on too much and then I find myself drowning. That's a mess of my own making. 
And if any of you are in that same category who just take on too much, King Yahweh is saying to you, take a rest. My grace is sufficient for you. The mercy that matches the mess is a break and a breath of fresh air. The mercy to your mess here is a Sabbath, is a rest. I was going through a really particularly difficult and busy season of my life about a year ago before I moved here. Uh, It's whenever I was introduced to Daryl about that time in South Carolina, actually. And um, I had way too much going on at one time. I had uh, a paper to write for school, articles and books to read for school, groceries to shop for, papers to grade, lesson plans to write, lectures to prepare, and to top it all off, my parents were coming to visit for the weekend. (laughs) And I was drowning, as you can imagine. And my dear sweet wife said something to me that was not of her, but that I believe was a grace from my God, whose mercy is always matching our messes. She said something to the effect, I want you to take the weekend off. I'm worried about you. Hang out, just be with me and your parents and relax. Don't do any of the work. It'll get done some way, somehow. And I did. And let me tell you, I think that weekend is what kept me from having a stroke or an aneurysm because it was borderline. But uh, that weekend was wonderful. Every restaurant we went to is the same restaurants we always went to, but they were like superb, excellent, far and beyond better than they had ever been before. And we laughed and we cried and we talked and we stayed up late like a couple of kids having a, a sleepover. And it was wonderful. It refreshed my soul. I needed that. And I really think that God was giving me a grace that matched my mess, a mercy that matched my mess. Now, some of you are not like that at all. Some of you are quite the opposite. You don't take on too much and then create messes of your own. The messes are created because you don't take on enough. You have a hesitancy to get involved and to put yourself out there because it's just too messy. I just don't want to get involved by being too hesitant. And for those of you in this category, King Yahweh is saying to you, it's time to get to work. The mercy he wants to give your mess is a nudge so you can hop out the nest and fly. Because the bless he wants to give your mess is permission to do it imperfectly and that to be okay because he can work through even that. One of my favorite uh, Disney movies of all time is Meet the Robinsons. Have you seen Meet the Robinsons? It's excellent. You should go home and watch it on Disney Plus this afternoon if you have not. It's excellent. Uh, in this movie, Lewis is a brilliant young, young boy that... Um, has a scientific mind, and, and he meets the Robinsons, the family, and he's creating this, um, this gun that's supposed to shoot peanut butter and jelly so that people can just hold up their pieces of bread, and he'll shoot it around the auditorium, and it'll, like, make their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for them. And uh, so he's working on it, and then whenever it's time to test it, they try it, and it explodes. It doesn't work, and it gets peanut butter and jelly all over everybody and everything. And, of course, Lewis just, you know, he buries his, his head in his hands, and he starts saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm such an idiot. Oh, I failed. And then after, like, a brief pause, one of the family members from the Robinsons shouts with joy, You failed! And another one adds, Way to go! And another one adds, That's how it's done, son! Because he put himself out there and he tried. And a failure is a success because he tried. And that was enough. I think God, even whenever there's things that we don't want to do, but he's calling us to do them anyway, he's calling us to do them. And whenever we try and they fail, he goes, yes, you did it. You remember Jeremiah? Jeremiah was called to preach to a people who wouldn't listen. He knew that ahead of time. I want you to go preach to these people. Great. Okay, good. 
Come forward while we stand and sing. Yes, except no one's going to respond. No one at all. Jeremiah says, it will fail. And God says, exactly. Hop to. But that's okay. Because in the midst of that mess, God is good. And I really believe that to those of you who have those hesitancies, he will look at the work you've done and he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've done what I've asked. To put yourself out there. Is he calling you to go back to school? Is he calling you to change that job? Is he calling you to sit down and have a meeting with you know who? You know who. Whatever it is, maybe there's a hesitancy. And then there's a a final category of, of people. It's not that you've made a mess in any way. It's not that you've taken on too much. It's not that you've taken on too little. It's just that there's a mess. And it is no fault of your own. Uh, It's just the season of life that you're in. Uh, Perhaps you have lost someone that you love, or perhaps you have been fired, or perhaps uh, you have a new baby in the house, or perhaps you're moving or you're changing jobs. Whatever stresses or messes you find yourself in, his grace matches those messes too. Maybe even especially those messes. Because in fact, those are the ones where he doesn't say, um, relax, relax. Quit trying to uh, control everything. He doesn't say, come on, get up there and try something. He just says, lean on me. I've got you. My grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in weakness. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. So for those of you in this category, Yahweh says, lean on me. The bless he wants to give your mess is his loving presence and embrace. The bless he wants to give you is himself and to rest in him. Whatever circumstances you find yourself in, whatever messes you have created, whether they are entirely your fault in some way or another, or entirely somebody else's fault, or nobody's fault to own, it's just the world in which we live, in which calamities and disasters will occur. Whatever messes you find yourself in, his mercy is a match for your messes, just like the old kung fu movies. God's mercy looks at your mess, and it says... Aha! I see I have met my match. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Text and Context podcast. If you're interested in some other great content, then you can go over to my website. It's txtandcontxt.com. It's text and context without E's in it. So again, that's T-X-T-A-N-D-C-O-N-T-X-T dot com. Head on over there and check out a bunch of free resources and plenty of articles about a wide range of topics, as well as book reviews and plenty more. Thank you for listening.